as if you will. Calvin and I similar houses in a similar neighborhood just like yours. With imaginations as big as the galaxy. With worlds we create and worlds we destroy. This is the story of Guardians Between. Yeah. Um, so this is a uh, puzzle platformer game. Um, developed by the Australian studio, the Voxel Agents. Um, it was released in September 2018 for Windows, Mac, Linux, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, for those of you that are Game Pass members, this game is available for Game Pass. Um, so what is your quick review of this game, Zach? My quick review of this game is that it's awesome. I found myself really enjoying the mechanics that went to play here and honestly loving just the use of space and um, use of space and use of time and also the sub timeline where you can manipulate and move things as you try to solve the puzzles of like really decoding what's happening here in this storyline. I am happy that the ending was different than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you text me what you expected the ending to be. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we won't spoil it quite yet, but, uh, but yeah. When you shot, you see that, you know, very early on, moving the characters forward changes the timeline, moving them backward reverses the timeline. It reminded me of Braid, um, which was, I believe, an Xbox 360 exclusive. Um, where you had a similar mechanic of being able to manipulate time to solve puzzles, and that was also a platformer. I think this one was done in a much smarter fashion. And I just love the use of, like, you know, it's something that a kid would do. Everyday objects becoming, you know, bigger than they are to create an environment where, you know, it's open for fantasy and what... It happens like this elements like when you go in um you need to traverse and solve a puzzle by going into a tv but you're still controlling the characters in time the way it's just a very smart game i loved it yeah i agree um this was a this was a great game um i, I had it recommended to me by somebody that i follow online and um it, you know it, it did okay reviews wise um generally favorable um it won uh game of the year at the 2018 australian game awards uh game dev awards i should say um and um was nominated for gamers voice um um at the south by southwest game awards um and yeah i just really thought this was uh, a wonderful game um now knowing that it was um i I missed out on this but it it did get released in may of 2019 on ios and this feels like the uh, the perfect it could have been the perfect mobile game um but i think they would have had to compromise on some of their vision so i'm glad that they started with a console um I don't know how well I would have enjoyed this as a mobile game just because of how the controls themselves weren't complex, but uh, it's a lot of movement for, an, uh, for a, a phone game. And I also feel like the things you need to do in order to interact, characters to places to interact with different things, I don't know. I think it would make them feel a lot clunkier and kind of ruin the experience, honestly. Yeah, I think the only one that has been successfully able to do this is um, probably 
uh, Monument Valley. I don't know if you've played that. I haven't actually. Okay, yeah, that is um, that is one that has a similar vibe and similar kind of mechanics. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, it's like two dollars on the Android uh, Play Store. Um, yeah, I, I think if I'm gonna rate this game out of five, I'd give it like a a four out of five. Um, my my only real complaints about the game are that um, one, it's it's you know I I normally praise short games, um, but this felt this felt extraordinarily short. Um, I think if I had if I had paid for it um, at retail, I think I, I might've been, which I think is like 20 bucks. Um, I might've been a little upset. Um, and I don't feel like the puzzles were um, very difficult, especially the last level. I was pretty disappointed with the difficulty on the last level. Oh, the last level. We'll echo that. I was expecting like a very hard, you know, just fight to get through that yeah yeah um so yeah if you have not played the game um go download Download it it's it's a gig um and play it takes like two hours and then come back and uh listen to the rest of our review um so let's let's get into the spoilers i guess like um i guess we start with what what your favorite level was my favorite level was probably the one where you first um, encounter the dinosaur skeleton. I just love the way when you enter that level, everything kind of falls to pieces. And how, in order to get to different areas of that level, you need to change times so the bones fall in different directions so you can actually go back to where you need to go based on where the bones are. And I think I actually took a little capture of that for our Instagram on our stories and just showed that mechanic of building the skeleton back up and then letting it fall back down to the water. And I just, I just love that aspect of it, honestly. Yeah, it was, the game was, uh, is stylistically gorgeous. Um, and I think it runs so smoothly that those moments of, of seeing the world come together or fall apart are uh, pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I think that was that was probably one of my favorite levels as well. Um, if you're not following us on social media, um, please do so. Zach does a great job of um, sharing when new episodes go live and uh, taking polls. Um, so follow us on Instagram at uh, this pod is for nerds and on Twitter at this pod is the number four nerds. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think the early levels do a really good job. So there's there's like three three little worlds in each world, I guess, or in each constellation, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Um, and I feel like each constellation, they implement like a new mechanic. Like you learn about the, you know, how to handle the black holes that steal the the uh, light that comes from the the um, feminine characters um, I don't know what would you call that like oh, a lantern what I've been calling it a lantern yeah um, 
so that was super cool and then and and then the the more masculine character is able to to ring that bell to to you know have the flower kind of expose that light so that you can absorb it um so i I think it does a good job of introducing those new mechanics and then using them heavily in each level um but i feel like some of the mechanics don't get used in future levels as much um i feel like the you know you get introduced this new mechanic um and that's kind of you know that's kind of the major focus um for that constellation i don't know if you experienced something similar i you know what i will echo that i didn't think of it much that before um but that definitely happens especially towards the end when you have to interact with things in the background and foreground to trigger events like when you had to make the lightning um when you had to make the water drop fall on the exposed wire and the waterfall level and then use that to like light the lights that are near the fog so that the fog open up the areas that you couldn't get to because you didn't have light for your lantern yet like that kind of thing wasn't really like pronounced as much like that's how you get that trigger and then when you do get the trigger that becomes a constant throughout that the hard levels where you know if you can't figure out something just from what you've seen or you think you're being handed look to your environment and what is else interacting with what in the background like i think there was one in particular where you had to put your light on one of those boxes those platforms that jump around and get it away from a dark flower that is in the sky as you wrote to is the telescope one i don't know if you remember that level or not um vaguely oh yeah yeah i do so there's that last dark flower that goes across the sky and if you're not paying attention it can take your light away from you if it's too close like just little things like that i just wouldn't have thought to like watch out for so i did catch myself going oh this is how this works and just trying a bunch of things out to figure out what's going to go where and what's going to like transition to what um and again overall i think i really enjoyed the game the one level that really kind of stumped me a little bit was the one where it opens up where you have to jump over the soda cans because i kept trying to force um both characters to go over like the i saw four cans i kept, kept trying to force that interaction to happen but in reality i had to like what let one can fall and then reverse time again and have somebody jump over the same can twice i don't know it that one threw me off for a little bit i had to put the game down and go something else <laughs> oh was that was that the the one where the cans are are in the water and they're going over the waterfall <laughs> yeah that one Okay, yeah, I definitely I d- that was one of the levels I struggled with and that one took me a while to figure it out. And yeah, this is one of those like if if you're struggling on a level, it's you got to walk away from it and come back to it for sure. You do. It gives you better perspective. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, there were there were a handful of levels I had trouble with. Um I think I think my favorite is is coming up here pretty soon, and it's it's one you mentioned earlier, um, the the video game one and the TV as well as the uh, the VCR level. Um, I thought those were really cool, but you know, I I think the best part about this game is is the relationship between the characters and how they tell this story. Um, it 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 does the show don't tell thing. Right. Um, 
you know, they build these levels around their memories. And then once you complete the levels, it shows this constellation that kind of merges all the elements of the levels into one thing. Um, so I, those, those, these were my like favorite parts was, was, you know, completing a constellation and then seeing, Oh, what's, what's the bigger story here? Why did I see, you know, a video game console or a VCR? Oh, they had, you know, these movie nights together that were very special to them. And, and what was the deal with the popcorn? Oh, they used to, you know, throw popcorn at each other. Um, so those moments like the, the card stack, this level here coming up, if you're watching the uh, video version of the podcast, this was a level I, I struggled with a little bit. Um, or no, I, th- I think it's the last one in this constellation that you have to um, you have to move something in a way that allows like a blanket to go over it so that it doesn't steal your um, the light from your lantern. Um, and I really struggled with that. And I, <laughs> I almost looked up a guide cause I was like, how the hell do I do this? That one got me the same way the printer one got me later on. Oh man. The printer one was, that one took me a good, a good little while. Um, cause I had to, I didn't realize the numbers needed to be put into the printer until I like went all the way to the end of the level where I couldn't move any further here (laughs) yeah and then you see the like the ink uh press um the like metal piece where it's like golden on the certain numbers and i'm like all right well how am i gonna type those numbers in so i start going back there and i'm like oh i'm gonna have to like pause time once they press a number and like move forward time to get them to press it again that was that was a really really tough one and and then even then once i put those numbers in i didn't know what i was supposed to be printing and i think i think i ended up printing two different things like i printed the little buddy um and i don't think that was the right thing i was supposed to print the little light that the the boy can pull on to uh move the the black hole I printed everything a couple of times, honestly, just to see what they did. So I honestly was just like, you know what? I'm going to try everything. <laughs> that was the point one, two, I think, where you have to, like, mess with the uh, the sound wave generator, and you have to, like, keep tapping A to get the glass to break. But the game never tells you that's what you're supposed to do. It just says, oh, move time. Like, I never thought, okay, cool, if I keep his frequency going, it's going to break the glass, and I can get the, the light at the end. Like, that blew me off entirely. Um, I will say too, when you mention constellations, I like how the loading screen is the constellation at the end of the game, and I didn't know that. You wouldn't know that until you played the game. Um, I personally wasn't really connecting with the memories the same way you were, because since I knew you recommended the game, I anticipated that one or both of these characters were actually dead. <laughs> is and that what I do to you, Zach? I honestly was like, you know, this game is really relaxing. It's you know, it's fun. I was like, wait a minute. It was a really bad storm. There were two kids, and now we're in a you know a world that's very different than what they showed before. So is this like purgatory? Are they both dead? Are these memories of like they got that they were memories? But the question is, why am I remembering these? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still not the the happiest of endings. Um, it's not, but I think everybody can relate to that, though. Like, everyone has had... And looking at, the, looking at the game pieces that are here, this is, like, from the early 90s, when, like, there wasn't a Facebook or, like, an Instagram that, like, people and your friends. I think all of us have lived through this before. So like, it made me laugh, too, because I love how, like, the set pieces, you could tell these are people who were gamers and, like, grew up with these things. Like, this was their life. This was their life. And it's a story of, like, something we've all been through. We've all lost friends for various reasons, but friends, I don't want to give away the ending here, but things happen, and yeah, I mean, I mean, we're we're into full spoilers. I think we can, I think we can discuss the the contents of the ending. Well, yeah, at the end of the game, you know, this is a story of these two friends remembering their times together because I think the boy's name is Frond or Fred, Fred, and something like that. Um, yeah, all I know is the the girl is like Arena. I think. Yeah. He moves away, and so this is a story of them going through their past. And even in the opening sequence, you see like a moving van um, as one of the memories, and just kind of goes through like their timeline. This scene was crazy because you had to like <laughs> go break into the TV to get the light, and then come back out, and then stop time and bring bring the light back out, which was crazy. The headlamps would be on there first. I don't know, this game was very smart. It caught my attention really well. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah, this was this was kind of the level that made me realize, oh, this is like this is why I like these type of puzzle games. Um, as the developers get really creative with how you interact with the world and and it almost becomes meta. Yes. Um very self-referential. So yeah, I, I just think this was a this was a fantastic game and I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm really excited um to see what this this dev team does next. I mean, um they just released this on on iOS and in twenty nineteen. I'm I'm curious what you know what how that translated. Um and I wonder if if they're gonna stick with this genre, um, or if they're gonna continue the story. Um, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. What would you like to see from them next? Honestly, I would be curious to see not this thing. I would be curious to see where their minds push them mechanically for a new game. Um, whether it's another iteration of this game or just a different, you know, style, not style, but a different um, story entirely. Because there's a lot of things in this that made me as frustrated as I got. When I figured out what the problem was, it made me laugh because like, wow, that's that takes an awesome, you know, brain trust of people put together to figure this kind of thing out and then make it work. You know, it's almost like the uh, the Goldberg machines. I think those are what they're called. Um, where people set up a million dominoes that trigger um, <laughs> all these different things that flop around and kick up and splatter paint against the wall. And... <laughs> I love those. Yeah, and I think this game is basically that with time manipulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, Prince of Persia, I think. And you know what? You mentioned that, you mentioned that in the previous podcast, which you should go check out. And I think <laughs> this game, those games are so fun. Oh yeah, they're they're fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's got that kind of for or you know with, and actually interestingly enough, Braid was inspired by the Sands of Time game. Yes, the, uh, the rewind mechanic that's that's often referenced by the uh, the developer of Braid. Um, and his latest game, The Witness, may be something we need to uh, to visit in Media Club at some point. Um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, 
I think this does the the forward, the moving forward in time, um, is a really interesting way of handling control of the game and also um, giving hints to the player. Um, So, like, there were moments where I was stuck and I didn't know which part of the map I should be looking at. And as I went forward in time, there would be moments where a character would sit back instead of move forward. And they would point with their cross their arms and look up. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of gives you a hint at, hey, you should be looking at this part of the map to help you progress. And I just thought that is a great way of telling your your player how to get through a level. I, I thought that was super creative. I agree. And I also like that their their individual personalities came out a lot in this too. Like when uh, the first time you cross a cloud bridge, um, I, his name is something more complex. I'm going to call him Fred for this one. But close to <laughs> um, Fred would kind of like be timid about it where Rita would just run across and you'd see Fred react like, whoa! Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then when like um, you came to the, um, I, forgot, I don't know what it's actually called, but it was basically a sound generator that cracked the glass. So you get the light from the last. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Arena just stops and just shakes her head and points for Fred to go do it. And he's like, yeah, this is awesome. You're going to take care of <laughs> So I love that, like, that back and forth. Team. You get to see their individual personalities without they actually saying a word. What I think is a, a great, a great um, proof of storytelling, being able to explain something without saying anything. And this game does it really well, you know? There's never words or stages in this game for any reason. I don't even think there's words. Uh, I think there's maybe words on like, oh, there you go, super silly bro. But <laughs> words there. But other than that, nothing's really said in this game. And I think it's awesome. So if you get the story, you understand what's happening and all of that. You understand while it's, while it's happening, but afterwards, you all kind of comes at home. Yeah, it's, it's a thinker in certain ways. Um... Yeah, this was just a very, very unique platformer in my eyes. I think, uh, I think the team did a great job. Um, I, I don't know if it's ever one that I would revisit, um, but it's certainly one I would recommend um, to a friend. I think um, if they're looking, you know, about movies about like The Last of Us. This story has been told. I I don't have to go back and revisit. Like I played through the levels, not only because they were great, but I also understand what the story happened. I know what happened now. I'm okay with that. I'm pleased with it. I thought it was something yeah, I, I think there's a little replayability. Like if there's a certain level you really like and you want to show somebody it, I think I think there's replayability there. But um, uh, other than that, it, it doesn't it doesn't have much. Um, so I, I think maybe let's let's get into the. <laughs> I think we both have similar feelings on the uh, ending of the game. So maybe let's get into that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so as you expect, as each level is progressing harder, um, I think there's nine individual levels, and then you have the tenth being the finale level, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds about right. So each one is getting progressively harder, each stage is getting more difficult to figure out what's in the story. And one thing that I noticed is that as you go through the story, um, 
the lighting and the tone gets a lot darker as you move towards the finale. Uh, the final level... So, in most games, when you have a final level, all of the, everything you've learned, all the knowledge you've acquired, all the mechanics you, you know, come to get, you get used to, comes into play to beat the final level. Uh, except for this game, where literally none of it comes into play, and you just walk up a spiral staircase. Yeah, sorry. I think I, I cut out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like probably a good 45 minutes to an hour into that particular session, so I think I split it into two different sessions. And I was like, okay, well, the characters, this is their memories, and we end at them hugging, and you see the final constellation has been the loading constellation the entire time that's in the bottom right hand of the screen, which I thought was cool. And then you see the character, you know, Fred getting in his car with his family as they move, and Arena's left outside waving. And I had to look at it as if it was a good story that came to an end, and less of like I was looking for a challenge from the game, because that ending was kind of like, <laughs> it was just nothing. So, you know, I think, that's, I think the ending was really meant to drive in more heart than it was necessarily like. This is the boss of the game, you know. Yeah, I, I my big issue is mostly the the mechanics of the the last puzzle. You know, you expect with a a final level. Um, okay, you've spent you spent two hours learning all the different mechanics that we've we've placed into this game. You've, you're you're a master at this now, so we're gonna throw you the most complex puzzle. Um, and so I do the first little section and I go up and I'm like, okay, so there's going to be like eight or nine different levels to the staircase. And each one's going to be like a super complex level that focuses on each mechanic from the game. Um, and come to find out, no, <laughs> uh, it is nothing like that. It was, uh, incredibly easy. Um, it was one of the easiest levels in the game, honestly, like other than the first like three or so. Um, I had, I think I had zero issue with it. So like I had more trouble with this level right here with the, the popcorn <laughs> um, and the couch than I did with, with the last level. So um, just a little, a little disappointing. Um as far as that goes, I was expecting that to be the hardest, hardest thing I, I had faced. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe they were trying to wind us down and kind of get us ready to transition back into the, you know, the real world and, and tell us where this story is going. Um, I can respect that decision if that's what they were going for. That's what I like to think they were going for, honestly, because it definitely was like, it just reminded me, like, you know, that last scene, it just, some, I said, wow, you know, my thought was someone on the dev team, on the creative team is telling their story. And, you know, you don't want to remember all the difficulties that came with solving the puzzles, I guess. And you just want to enjoy the time you had, the last moments you said goodbye to someone. I mean, that's kind of what I got from the from the end of the book, the story, was like, they're like, you know, they and a friend they knew they didn't get to see again and you know whatever even whether that's true or not it's enough for most people to relate to that and say yeah i've been through that experience and i think that's what they're going for in the end so i was 
I agree with you. Like I was like, this is what is this? And then I actually went back up and I went back to the middle of the map the first time because I couldn't find my light and I had like these light bugs follow me, but they didn't say that that was supposed to be like what I needed to like win. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> find the flowers or maybe I'm missing something. Like no, this is just a just a spiral. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that care, the achievements are super easy they are uh, um i have all of them um there's a super easy guide that shows you how to get all of them and and the good thing is there's nothing missable um and there's a level select in this game so um i, I would say if, if you do care about achievements um play through the game on its own without any guide you'll probably pick up a good chunk of them and then go back and do the level select because there's there's not a ton of achievements um yeah super easy a thousand get it done in like three hours probably yeah, i think that was the time i had because i think i blazed through the first five rolls pretty pretty easily and i got stuck where whichever world was like the soda can one got me stuck I'm like, yeah i'm gonna stop for a while <laughs> yeah oh that was super frustrating and i also had a hard time with um it's i think it's a little bit it's either right before that or right after where you um there's two rivers that you're going through um and you have to like walk through the right section um with the lantern um oh yeah okay that was i think it's like directly after that's the next challenge directly after the cans actually is that okay yeah i thought it was around there because they're very similar um yeah challenges because you have to go you have to go through there as the boy and then work your way back um because when you went over there you you unlocked the the light for her um and then you both have to walk through the right way and then drop off her her lantern so that the black hole that's on one of the little things going through the water doesn't pick it up um i really struggled with that um but I, yeah i eventually got through it um but yeah this is definitely one of those games where you gotta like come back to it (laughs) don't get frustrated and you know rage rage quit just be like all right i just need like you know 30 minutes to focus on something else and then i'll figure it out yeah you start to see things that really don't matter and try to focus on forcing those things that matter and they just won't (laughs) yeah that's totally true (laughs) this game bit me a couple times with that i was like okay cool i will say too because he comments on it i did enjoy these moments where like you get to see like how it all played together that memory wise yeah the point where i started trying to guess some of them i was like oh okay this is cool and like some of them I didn't like know, like when Arena lost her Letterman jacket or almost dropped it in like the storm drain, I wouldn't have gotten that just from like how the level was set up. So it was just cool to kind of like see some of those things. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I thought that was um, I, I yeah. These are certainly the most interesting segments to me because it it does a really good job of kind of you know wrapping up. Uh, oh, his name is Friend. Which is an interesting name, F R E N D T. Um, yeah. So um, I don't. I don't have anything else to really say about this game. Do you have anything else? I don't. I recommend it to anybody. My rating will be. I'll say a four out of five as well. Um, oh yeah. Sorry, I didn't even ask you what you'd rate up. You're good. I think it's just. It was a great game. It was visually stunning. I loved the way it was set up. Um, I love the mechanics in it. Um, I, you know. I'll give it a five out of five, honestly. No. 
No, you know, for overall experience, I'll give it a five out of five. I'm, I'm gonna stick to it. All right, Voxel agents, you got the five out of five approval from from Zach Van Buren. Right, let it happen. Let's see some more stuff happen. Let's uh, keep partying with iOS, maybe, and then <laughs> some more games. Let's get some more mechanics going in your games. Let's see more what you can do. Give me the Rude Goldberg experience. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Um, do you have what we're what we're gonna play uh, or read or watch next? Um, yes, because you finally stop being a holdout. Calvin will finally start Borderlands 3. We've been talking about this since the beginning of this podcast, and I really want to see his experience, and I'll be playing alongside of him, so we'll probably do his gameplay, and I'll just be a character on there. I want to kind of be an unofficial guy because I've played through this game couple times i may have built up all i may have built up three out of the four ball hunters that are currently available <laughs> Dang. so you know i've been a ball hunter for about 10 years now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i have i have some experience with this series but i'm very excited uh i'm very excited to uh to actually get to play this one because uh it is the only one i have not touched so because this game will touch you back. So I will be playing with Calvin <laughs> with a vanilla build of Moe's, which is the only character I actually have no experience with whatsoever. Um, and then I'll play alongside whichever character Calvin decides to play with. So, um, Do we have Zero still? You do not have Zero. This game is a 2 out of 5. I'm reviewing it now. <laughs> if you Listen, if you really love playing with Zero, then you should play as flat who is one of my favorite... He's actually my my main character, honestly. Okay. All right. Well, uh... Um, yeah. So, join us in, in two weeks, I guess. Um, so that will be... Uh, so this is coming out August 20th. Um, so make sure you join us on uh, September 3rd. Wow. This podcast has been going on for a while. Um, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> this is uh episode 22 of the podcast which is crazy to think of it really is yeah um <laughs> so i want to give a quick shout out to beer camp i know you're still closed right now due to covid i hope all of your team is safe um you're lo- it's a local place that is actually the inception of where i asked calvin to do this podcast with me so always have a special place in this podcast uh, history, and I yeah. hope they come back. So I hope everyone comes back soon and safely. We have to go um, have beer and also meet there. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, we haven't done a business shout out in a while, so thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so join us on uh, September third um, when we review Borderlands Three. Um, we will have some gameplay of this game as well, I think. Yeah. Um, which will go up on our YouTube channel at some point. So those go up on Mondays. Um, just as a reminder, um, right now we have um, our Let's Drink of Halo Combat Evolved. Um, so the first two levels are up there. Um, we're playing it on Legendary, and we're taking shots every time that we uh, both die. And um, 
if you had to only watch one, I highly recommend you watch episode two because I think we die collectively like uh, 12, 15 times. So uh, there's a there's a lot of drinking. I think I finished like half a bottle of tequila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a rough one. Um, and then uh, next week you'll see our uh, gameplay, um, our, I guess, first impressions of the new Obsidian uh, to be released grounded um so yeah check check for those on mondays and the pods up on thursday so um yeah do you want to you want to take us out zach ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us on these last 22 episodes we honestly didn't expect to get a single listener if you listen back to our earlier podcast which you should do um, we joked about, you know, we're kind of doing this for fun, to let our own creative minds stretch a little bit. And I am very excited that we've had people listening and give me feedback and asking questions and participating with us on, you know, Instagram and YouTube and everything. So thank you. Thank you for joining us, your fellow nerds, on this podcast, which is for nerds. Thank you and good evening. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>